It's called Hour 10. Hour 10. Um, here's the thing about Hour 10. Um, I'm going to start Hour 10 with a very important read. It's about Daily Harvest, which is the smoothie company that I've been reading, that I've been drinking all day. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about Daily Harvest before I tell you about my two esteemed guests who are staring at me right now. Daily Harvest makes healthy eating easy with delicious plant-based foods that are ready in as, as little as 30 seconds. Mm. So you can do more of what you actually want to be doing. Mm. During, during summer, the last thing I want to do, I want to spend time doing is cooking. I'd rather be outside doing things because that's what summer weather is for. But with barbecues and outdoor bars at the top of everyone's to-do list, it's hard to eat well. Mm. That's why I love Daily Harvest. It's a subscription service that makes healthy eating easy and requires next to no effort. I think you should go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code ADVANTAGEKIDS to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code ADVANTAGEKIDS for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com, daily-harvest.com. Now that that is over, and after I tell you that, you should go to the Apple Podcasts and subscribe and listen to... Advantage Kids on Apple. Before me, I have my man, Foster Kamer. Hello, Brandon Jinx Jenkins. Yeah, you can hear Jinx, right? Great. Uh, uh, no, I. Here's the thing. It's fine. Wait, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Always, always turn this. Hannah from like 13 now? hours ago is just Hero. leaving. She's still here. And an amazing thing. Um, yeah. I've reunited two former coworkers. Yes. Colleagues. Yes. Foster uh, was like, yo, is it too late to get a slot? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, yes. And then I was like, no, you're crashing Kingsis. I hope you don't mind, man. I was Sorry. pleasantly surprised. I walked in. I didn't know if Foster had gone already or. I knew you were going to enjoy it. I didn't know until he said, Jinx, come on, we're going. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Foster makes the rules. Um. I would like both of you to uh, <laughs> quickly introduce yourself, and then I just I have some things I want to talk about. Foster, you go first. Uh, hi, I'm Foster. I run the fantasy league that Rembert's never won in, <laughs> uh, and I do a bunch of stuff in media too. So I guess there's that. I'm like, if you work in media, I probably worked with you. Yeah, it's true. That's a fact. Also, just really quickly, um, have you guys had your draft yet, or is it too early? Uh, we haven't. I'm not in the league anymore. That's not true. Am I still in? Yeah. I thought Sullivan kicked me out. No. No oh, you lose. And Sullivan can't kick you out. I mean. He's been on auto draft for three years. <laughs> yeah. No. I keep drafting Aaron No, no. Sullivan did not. He <laughs> has no permission. Sorry. No. I apologize. That's, a, that's an hour 10 uh, yeah. off-color joke. Ooh. Bay just walked in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Your turn. Uh, I'm Brandon Jinx Jenkins. I'm sort of like Foster. I haven't, I haven't really worked anywhere besides Complex, but... Uh, I don't, I don't really know what to say. People know you. People, people do know me. Uh, I DJ. I take photos. I write. I podcast. I hang out with Rembert. I hang out with Foster. That's that's what my resume says. And to, to clarify the, the earlier statement that Rembert made, uh, Brandon and I are the OGs of Complex TV and started it with two other guys, uh, uh, Cornell Brown and Sean Stout. Shout, shout out, out. out. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout Foundation. Out, and shout out Evil Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Evil Jinx always. So guys, um, one, I'm really happy um, that you're both here. Yes. Um, 
the last thing I'm talk I want to talk about is music. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk Same. about how you both spent your summers because as you know, I'm trying to raise money oh for um kids. Yeah. And um summers like I like I like I um earlier like I asked one person that they're like, "Oh, summer school. Summer sucked." <laughs> and I was like, "That's real." <laughs> that's, a, that, that's, a, that's like that's like yeah, I guess summer was not fun for you. Mm -hmm. Um I'm, but I'm obsessed with like the teenage boy summer. What was what was your summer like, James? Man, this in, is in 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 Jersey. Oh, as a kid. Yeah, um, a kid. You know, summer was amazing. It was like whatever you probably saw on. Um, like I always like listen to like my friends, right? Like even going to Morehouse, dudes like, yo, man, I, I spent summer in Brooklyn. I'm like, my summer was like Corey Matthews, you know, like we were riding bikes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I lived in the burbs. We were riding bikes. Um. A lot of video games. I remember, yo, my mom and my uh, my dad used to always send us to this day camp that was at my church. So you were around church folk all day. Oh, Rough. my God. Vacation Bible school. Church camp was day so camp. wild. Day uh, camp, I'm, mm. I'm still tight with a lot of people from that. I mean, I'm tight with most of my friends from high school, but I'm still tight with a lot of those people. Most of the people that I call my cousin that aren't my cousins are kids from, like, a group, a handful of guys from that, that camp. And then the last week was always, like, camp would end a week or so before school. My mom was like, I'm, I still need a break. So <laughs> like, like, get as far away from me as possible. So they'd send us to my aunt's house and me and my sister used Where? to, um, in Plainfield, Jersey, which is like the next neighborhood over. Yeah. But we'd beef so much that like we had shifts where like in the morning, one of us had to go outside and play and the other one had to stay inside and do like math problems. Oh and then God. at like lunch, That's we'd beef. switch. You that know? is wild. That's heavy beef. Yeah. It sucked actually. Sometimes I think about, you know, and like, I understand just like how like how hard it must be to be a parent i have no clue how hard it i mean i mean i don't parent. understand it but like the I, I just think about things that my mom made me do like sometimes it would just be like we have a car ride like spell these words and i'd be like what but she's just like any chance anything that i can impart on you before you get a car yeah i'm gonna just like because like once you get a car it's like kind of over like i can't like like affect you anymore right and i feel like just like having a boy just must be like the wildest thing in the world you feel like yeah i feel like you had something to say no 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 no. that that just sounds awful having to spell words in a car i mean i remember growing up my dad played npr and i was just like what is this awful shit and now I, and now and now <laughs> it's gonna go different and, and no, no 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 and now <laughs> this I, is my shit <laughs> no and now i wake up and it's like you know alexa play morning edition like it's 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 yeah, terrible you did that you know, we those all... those weird things that exist around you that when you're a kid nothing's actually a focus a lot of things orbit you mm -hmm. and then there's like one thing one or two things you're really into whether it be like sports or school or whatever it is like by the time you get to like our ages sometimes that isn't what you're doing and it's sort of the little things that take over yeah like we were talking about car rides and i remember my dad would always do this thing where like we drive to virginia and i was he would always make me be observant like how do we get from here to here and i'd have to like figure that out or he'd be like, what do you think that guy's doing? And then he'd have me like oh, that's come so up with the concept. And then if I was right, you know? Yeah. So like second year we go to Virginia, I'm like nine and I got us there, you know? And he's like, and it's like, I don't know why he did it. I might keep that parent. I might put that in yeah, my yeah, toolkit. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, I, an, might, a, like I might file that away. That's kind of great. But yeah. then the thing you think is important, you tell him. He's like, I'm like, Dad, you did this, and like I can see the value in, it, and that's why I'm the way. He's like, I don't, I don't really remember. I don't that. remember that at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's like talking to me and doing that thing where like he's staring at the TV and trying to hear. He's like, Your, your tiger's on, you know. And I'm like, Oh, you don't care what I'm saying. Like, like, no. yeah. 
Wow, that's something. What were your What were your summers like? Uh, I, you know, this is like my Atlanta connection because I, I spent my summers in north, uh, three hours north of Atlanta. Yeah, in a small town called Cleveland, Georgia. Who that's a small town. Literally a place called White County, which like my first summer. I, I know. No, laugh. <laughs> that's guys, so tight. Guys. So tight. No, at White County and there was no, it was a dry county. There's no liquor. And my first summer there, I did not want to go to Jewish summer camp to, like at all. And my dad was like, you're going like, fuck it. You're gone. And did my, you and Naomi go to the same Jewish summer yes, camp? Yes, we did. Me and Naomi Zeichner uh, went to the same Jewish summer camp. Her brother Natan was a year older than me. I was pretty close with him uh, for a while and I knew Naomi and her mom was our campscape instructor and their younger brother also went to our camp. What is camp, campscape? Campscape is uh, like a mixture of, it's kind of like the like barefoot, her mom was like the barefoot contessa of our summer camp. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Lauren Zeichner, shout out, amazing human being. Uh, Tommy Hammock, fried green tomatoes, and also how to plant something. That was like what she did. Uh, that that was campscape. If you took was, it. So as I moved to New York, I learned that like sleepaway Jewish summer camp is a thing. Such a thing. Yeah. Yeah, because like my whole like not until I moved to New York did I have to like have a caveat about saying I went to camp as saying that was like not the place my mom dropped off five minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah that's what mine was. Yeah, it's oh. very. I, I've always. Oh, I, I went to day camps too. Like okay. I went to I went to those day camps, like yeah. synagogue day camps, whatever. But like boys and girls club day camp, but uh, sleepaway camp, Jewish sleepaway camp was like a whole thing, and it was a world I was not ready for. Yeah, there were like songs and rituals and this I've and the other. Heard all about the songs. And mm. and my first night, like city kid from Las Vegas, going to camp in like northern Georgia, I honestly thought I was going to be like the one Jewish kid the clan rode in on and flayed <laughs> in the middle of the night. That's so real. Scared shitless. That's I swear so to God, I had nightmares the entire first session. Through second session, when I got my first kiss during a game of spin the bottle, and from then, gang, 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 <laughs> and from then it was like, I'm going back all eight weeks, all eight weeks every year. Send me away. You know, it's wild that Foster's from Vegas. Yeah, I just think it's like one of the. The, the funny thing is, he's such a New Yorker to me. Yeah. Um, like, there's a lot of things you did just feel quintessentially New York. Yeah. Like, you want to know what's funny? I spent a year and a half in Salt Lake City before I moved to New York. A Jewish kid from Las Vegas was in Mormon Town, USA. Yo. Before New York, yes, I went. Who, I went to school. Whose decision? It was mine because I wanted to go to the, the uh, University of Utah for the Sundance Film Institute for the film school, mm. uh, and I went to two film classes and was like, "I like you're like I'm I want to go to Mormon Tabernacle Camp." Uh, <laughs> camp. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. I was like, "Ah, uh, yes, this this is my farming ground. Like I will, I will obviously find my life and my wife and my education here in <laughs> Salt Lake here, City, right here." You know, kind of uh, shot overshot the mark on that one. Yeah. So Didn't work out. this is, sounds really weird and largely ignorant. I please get ignorant. So like this as is, a kid in my world, I'm like, oh, I'm black. Right. So like black people are black. Right. And I'm like, yes. white people are white. Right. And as you get older, you realize like that's like there's clearly nuance, ethnicity, you know, yes. all these things, sometimes religion. And I remember kids would talk about summer camp and then I'd be like on the bus and it'd be white kids talking about sleepaway camp. But then I was like, oh, tell me about it. And I remember asking a kid to tell you about it. And my friend John Chapman was like, he doesn't know about it. He's not Jewish. And I was like, oh, OK. Uh, so this is a thing that only Jewish kids go to. And then all the Jewish kids on the bus are telling me about it. And I'm like, oh. I mean, look, no, no shots at John Chapman. But yeah. like there are other, there are. other religions like Wake Camps. But, and but, but, I, I feel this. But, but yes, like, they, I, I get, they yeah. all went to the same camp. And I think it was like somewhere in Jersey, like kind of like, you know, it was the same thing. It was sort of like sleepaway, cabin-ish. And the way we were talking about it is like, I think we had like our sixth grade like retreat or something. And it was the same place and everyone knew what it was. So we were on that bus and they're, tell they're telling me about it. 
And I was like, oh, I was like, you guys seem doper than them. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, as a kid, it's so black and white, but... um. It, it, I will say this, it seasoned you. It definitely like seasoned you to well, be like hormonal and in a bubble for like eight weeks of summer and okay. you're just like going apeshit. And also, by the way, I came back from summer camp. I credit like my understanding of culture with going to a summer camp where, and I was the only kid that didn't come from Georgia, Alabama, or Florida with the exception of a few from like North and South Carolina. Yeah, like what listserv did you end up on? Like, How did my, you my, find my, out? My, I mean, my cousins lived in Alpharetta. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I was already visiting Atlanta and my dad was like, your cousins are going to this camp, you're going to this camp. But because I went to that camp in that region, they were like, all the girls, all like Jewish girls from Miami are like a different thing, like something I hadn't encountered before. This and then like. And then, like, the kids from Atlanta, like, they all listen. The reason I know Sosa Def Base All-Stars, Volume 1 through 3, I've known that shit since 1997. Ugh, I knew what the – I came back to middle school doing the bankhead bounce, and kids were like, what are you? <laughs> I'm What dead. are you? Your voice is, like, two octaves deeper, and you're doing the thing with your shoulders? What? Also, an interesting thing about culture sometimes isn't what you see outside, like, you learning about summer camp and this other culture. It's like when you see your own understanding of your culture and it's yours, but it's different, right? So right. you're meeting these kids from like the South and you guys clear some commonality, but you're like, oh, you're not like me. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like me going to HBCU and being like, oh, why are, you, why are you guys look like that? And I was like, oh, I only really knew one crop of black people and it's people in my neighborhood. Well, you know? so that is like, that reminds me of two stories. One, um, three stories. Is um, Jewish summer camp HBCU? Is it like the oh same thing? Oh my God! Thing? There is a. I mean, just write that if, down for if later. You could make that connection happen. Oh my you, God! I don't oh think I'd ever. I, yeah. I no. I I want you to. It's I want you to roll with this. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna like yeah. tease that out over the next yeah, yeah, yeah. like 12 months. Um, Please. So, one thing is, so the high school that I went to, Padilla, shout out Padilla, was like, I started going at the perfect time. I started going right before bar and bat mitzvahs. Oh, amazing. Which meant like I, my social calendar was filled stacked. every, every weekend for, for two years Yeah, because Padilla was like, like there were more of the white kids. There were more Jewish than non-Jewish kids. Right. So there was actually, I didn't really have that much of a delineation, mm. but my mom did mm. because my mom, I like identified more with the Jewish parents than the Aryan parents because they also had like kind of had like a, a hot and cold relationship with the South, you know, and like their upbringing and like their family history. And so like my I remember my mom feeling a lot more comfortable letting me sleep over at my Jewish friend's house. Same. And sleepovers were not an easy thing for my mom to start letting me do because she just black woman grew up you know but like in her head it was like well the jewish people they're not tied to the dogs and the hoses that, so, I don't, that venn diagram overlap so i don't know if you know this and this was a, a stat that i heard about um and and that was kind of like taught to us as we toured the south at our summer camp mm -hmm. um going to all the historic sites of the civil rights movement is that the reason Atlanta, um, I don't know if it still is, but certainly at the time, was the eighth largest Jewish, eighth most Jewish city in America was because 50% of all the lawyers in the civil rights movement were Jewish. They came from New York, they came from the yeah. Northeast and moved down because that kind of inclusiveness is like ostensibly supposed to be 
isn't always in practice, but supposed to be a Jewish value. Exactly. Mm. So uh, that's why there's such a big Jewish population in a place like Atlanta, which like you wouldn't necessarily expect. Yeah. And my cousins who grew up in Suwannee in yeah. Alpharetta, which yeah. like wasn't what it is. It's like now very, very suburbanized. Yeah. Not it was. Yeah. It was like out there. It was rural. It was rural. Yeah, it was, rural. It was yeah. a rural country, Atlanta, in like 1997. And I was like, who do you go to school with? Because I saw some of the cars. Like, I saw old Dixie on some of those cars. And you're oh, like, yeah. what is that? What is that flag on that car? Yeah. That was the first time I saw that. And that was like, holy shit. One of my. This is real. Uh, yeah. That's why I was terrified to go to summer camp. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of my other. Like, I have like a parallel story of you coming to Atlanta or you coming to Georgia. I have a me coming up north for the first time, hmm. which was my best friend growing up. This kid, Dean Hamilton. Shout out, Dean Hamilton. Shout out. Shout out um, Dean Hamilton. Big Dean. Freshman year <laughs> of so or sophomore year of high school, moved to Montclair. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, he knows uh, uh, Damien. They, oh, they, yeah. like, they like knew each other because um, from Definitely Mont shout Montclair, out and Montclair and college. Yeah, um, Montclair's not big. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I went up, like me and Dean had like lost touch, but like I went up to his high school graduation. I was a year younger and... That was 04, and that was the year that Dipset Anthem came out. Fire and year. I went to, like, the post-graduation house party, and, you know, like, at that time I had been drinking, but, like, I was, like, also, like, I felt very... I didn't feel that fish out of water because I was, like, all the music outside of Dipset is Atlanta. Yeah. I was, like, I'm about to come up here and just, like, kind of, like, school people. Well, where you were from, music was still regional at this point. Like, yeah. But I did, like, here's the thing, like, you don't know you don't it's know. regional right. until you leave. Until you're outside of it. And, and Atlanta radio does, makes it feel like it's national, right. you know? Anyway, Dipset Anthem came out and like, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life is like, in the Dipset Anthem video, there is that very signature move Lean where back. everyone leans back with a bah, bah, nah, 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 nah. and when ever, when that beat dropped, Oh man! Everyone leaned back, and I jumped up. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone looked at me like, "Whose man is this?" Yeah. And I was just like, I had been so, I had felt so cool. And I, it took me like the rest of the night to try to like prove myself. Ingratiate. And my poor friend he just graduated. He had to like explain, yeah. like, he, oh, he's from Atlanta. Like, you know, they don't, you know, they don't really know what we do up here. But it was. Like, I, it's such, like, I, I can, every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm, like... You feel it. I feel like I just left that keg. I walked over here, and, like, I'm about to just, like, start, like, like fucking doing shoulder shit. And, do, like... Do you have, it, like, a Pavlovian trauma every time you oh, hear the beat drop and did setting them? The entire room. <laughs> it was, like, because, like, you know, like, literally, the entire room did the exact same things. Like, 200 people yeah. leaning back, choreographically synced, and me just, like bouncing up it was fantastic uh and mm. that but that's when i was just like like literally when i moved to new york i was just like god i gotta i gotta make up for that one fuck up i had on that dip set you know <laughs> dude i mean i remember moving to atlanta and being in the club and you're like you know i didn't really go to clubs coming up it was like house parties and stuff like that yeah and same and like and the east coast is like a really heavy like there's like a cool factor to the East Coast, which involves doing nothing. Like the more the more nothing you do, the cooler you are. Yeah. It's not really like that in adulthood, but like you have to shave off the fact of like actually having fun. Like, Just like, like you're on the wall. 
Yeah, like just looking. You could go to a whole party where there's a wall, and people are like, damn, yo, there's no more wall left. What am I gonna do? You know? <laughs> damn, <laughs> like, I wish this party had more wall. Which is wall was bigger. And I went down south, and I went down south during the Snap era, right? Ah, uh, shout so out to like, Also, it's like Jeezy era, Wheezy era, and Snap. Yeah. And so people are doing choreographed dances in the club, and we're all just sitting there with four X white tees on with our arms crossed, you know, waiting for Dipset Anthem to come on. It doesn't come on, you know? God. And then. And like also songs would play in Atlanta that wouldn't get that weren't like party songs. Like dudes would play the entire Jeezy album, and it, the energy's crazy. But everyone was active. I mean, like no one, the like security would fuck you up and then dance. And it, I've never seen anything like that. And so it was like another coming, moment of coming like, home over the holidays during, like, it wasn't just snap. It was like crunk era, which yeah. was like oh, wow. like straight up people are just like like Violence. like like black kids moshing to Trillville. Yeah. Like, like, and it, it like, literally, like the, the, the DJ would so take, the, take their foot right off. They, would take, their, so they would take their foot off the gas to play snap. Yeah, yeah. And then they would just go back into like get get some crunk in your system. Yeah. And fuck, like, like Trailville, Scrappy, like, oh my, like it was like those and are I, the and I was so only jealous. records that would make it up north, really. And I was so jealous because a lot of the homies that I and like these are still friends that I'm like the same way you were talking about the homies that you went to church like like some of my best like my favorite people to this day are the people who grew up in Atlanta and then went to Morehouse or Georgia State um and got in that club promotion world because they were the people that knew the like like the homie Paul Williams I went to school with a lot of his friends like, all, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like we our name game became like hilarious because like I would just like early Facebook I would see like I would be like up at Dartmouth thinking I was doing shit cool. And then like on the weekends, I would see like this whole photo album. It was like ATLPartyPicks.com and just like people with bottles and sparklers. And I'm just like, what? The 3X this- polo with just like this weird rainbow color stripe era. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I would put like, I want to I I find like some vintage 2006 Atlanta Jinx photos. Oh, they're like, so I would pay They're so fucked up. They're all on Facebook and I just made it so only I can see them. They're so. I'm not ready. Shout out Paul Williams. Shout, Shout out Frame. Shout out John We gotta Soros. get those on there. No mustache. It's oh, bad, man. Do, uh, do you know who's coming in an hour? Huh? Uh, Samp and Rodan together. So these are other guys. <laughs> I know. That, I, you know I know. Samp, I know yeah. Samp online. Yeah. 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 And these yeah, are yeah, other yeah. guys that I've um that were all. It's like this weird connection. And then it's like Brandon Jenkins. There's a there's a couple connections that's like the Atlanta connection, and then I think there's like a D, weird DC connection, and yes. then it's like everyone in media in NYC, and. Maybe it's just because I live in it. It feels like not like this is the world and then everything else is outside. Sometimes I feel like I went to Morehouse at times because <laughs> I feel like my I high school, like my like like my like growing up life and high school life. And I mean, the only reason I didn't go to Morehouse was because you got better grades. No, <laughs> like, my mom, she, she will deny this to this day. I hope she makes it to hour 10. But I got my Morehouse acceptance letter and, Hi, they, and they spelled my name wrong. And my mom knew the registrar and lit into the entire admissions department and was like, no son of mine is going to like, and that like, that was the moment she was like, I will entertain you going somewhere else. In my mind, I was never going to go. Yeah, Cause yeah. I was like, mom, you work right there. Like, I don't want to like, and I was already like yeah, partying already as a kid and she, which she didn't know, but I was like, I don't want to like, like run into yeah. you Kids across think the like street. That. That's not true. Cause I, I grew up on the same street as Rutgers and I, thought, I was like, my parents are gonna. That's not true. Like, I know. most of my antics, 
in, like I, it was in a dorm room, but like in my mind, I was like, I can't be close to home, so I have to go. Shout out Skylofts. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like I, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, like, and it's like it's weird, you know. And then I look at a lot of the people that I know from up here, and again, it's like Rutgers, like it's like these weird schools Wait, that exist, are, and there's some overlap. Are we running out of time? We're running out of time. Okay, so I need you to take got, the take I, the wheel. I got shout outs here because I told oh, I, I told people I wanted them to donate. I got some donations. Oh my god, I got shout you. outs for donations. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, Go. let's run through these. Yes. Uh, oh my god, this is exciting. Leah Linder, who's at the U.S. Open right now, she says shout out. Mrs. Shout Hughes out. Says shout, hi. shout queen. Yes. Linder's in town. Just spent a great weekend with her. Uh, Maine. 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 Shout out Maine. It was yo. I can't even. Don't want to get into it. <laughs> wild weekend in Maine. Uh, Maine's wild. You never thought it's wild. Maine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Eric Rosenthal didn't see Jeff Rosenthal in there. Eric Rosenthal, going to take credit for your donation, Eric. Uh, what up? I like it's that. Real. They're calling in at um, one a.m. my time. Ele- no, uh, yeah, one a.m. my time. Eleven. They're in Mountain Time. Oh, amazing. yeah, they're doing like the whole Grand National Parks tour. I was going to plug their book. Now I don't have to. Great, you plug your own book. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of blank pages in that book. Keep going. Yeah, a lot of blank pages <laughs> in that book. Uh, I saw Rachel Nichols donated. Shout. Yeah. Wow. I'm not taking credit for that. Wait, I sorry. Just wanted- I got something in mind to make. My- yeah, talk to me. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, keep going. Okay. Uh, shout out Rachel Nichols. Shout, shout out Rachel, Rachel Nichols. Nichols. Shout out Katie Baker, also in our league. Oh, I saw that. Uh, not, I'm just taking credit for that. Probably not because of me, but just going to take credit <laughs> for it. Uh, uh, Sophie Donaldson, the amazing Sophie Donaldson, who is the editor-in-chief of House Beautiful, who I uh, ran into in Maine because her mama's house up there or whatever. I haven't seen her in 10 years. I love this. Sophie gave me amazing advice. She's a wonderful human being. These are all I people who, are, who, have, who have donated via... AdvantageKids.co slash donate. Thank yes. you, Foster. I saw uh, you posted on Facebook. I know you never do that. Uh, I, I never post anything on Facebook. And one last one came in while this was on from Verena Von Fitten, uh, editor-in-chief of Gossamer Magazine. Wonderful human being. Shout out to her. Shout out to Gossamer. Shout out CBD Dinners. Shout out CBD Dinners. Those are the shout outs. Um, and I brought you these Jesus candles. I love this. I'm going to light also, those. Also, looking at the look, table, look, you have crystals, you have candles, yo, you look, have melons. Yes. I, I got my Illuminati ring. I, I yeah, know nothing every about discipline. who's on these, but Santa Marta killed a dragon. I love and that. That's, yeah, I, I don't know who this is either. That, that's this isn't like Game of Thrones shit. Yo, it's, it's actually a Goya candle, but whatever. It's, I love that. These Catholic, it's straight out of, or, yeah, I don't know. Straight this, out of the this isn't the black version, but I know this. we have an overlap. Um, and by um, the way, I don't know if anybody's actually, I think people have said this on the podcast. Too, there are a few hours I haven't listened to, but this is amazing, man. And we're all Thanks, very man. proud of you. And Thanks, this is incredible. Yeah, so like these kids, they get to... They They're going to come to the U.S. US Open. So basically, like, when I was a kid, my coach had a dream of sending us to the U.S. Open, but there was just no money. Mm-hmm. Like, the past couple of years, they've, like, been able to, you know, buy a charter bus that drives through the night. Atlanta to New York, a very long trip. Yes. Um, but it's, like, very, like, scraped by. And, um, you know, at the end of it, it's, like, the budget is down to zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wanted to basically either give them a cushion going into next year or just, like, raise enough money to, like, all expenses paid, like, 40 kids coming to the U.S. Open. I finally understood. Who have, who have, who have never left Atlanta, you know? I finally understood the, fru- the full circle moment of asking about summer. I get it. There Boom. it is. There hey, it look, is. I, I don't know if I can uh, get all these kids there. I'm going to donate. But um, I, I want at least one kid um, to get this, uh, like... The gangsters like Venus and Serena with the barrettes on them, like on on the end, just Done. one kid. Yeah, I will figure that out. I will anoint that child. Next find time the, I'm find in the kid. I'll pay, I'll pay for the hairdo. Thank I don't you. care. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, Done. I'll do it. Done. Uh, Brandon Jenkins, Foster Kamer, thank my you man. so much for coming. Congratulations to my hour. again. This is wonderful. I yeah. love, I love both of you. you. Um, and stay tuned. All right. Bye.
middle of hour 10, and I'm here with an illustrious titan of industry. Uh, her name is Andrea Gomp. I'm told I was actually only on the schedule as Bay. Oh yeah, you're on, <laughs> you're on the schedule as Bay. Um, my, my queen, my girlfriend, my um, housemate. Uh, we live together. We do live together. When we left the house together this morning, you were wearing a suit and Tevas. <laughs> And you are now currently, as I've arrived, in basketball shorts and barefoot. With a hoodie on. <laughs> With a hoodie on. So um, it seems to be going very well. Oh, it's going very well. Um, I'm very uh, dialed in. Um, how do I, I mean, as the person has to look at me all the time, how do I seem? You seem, as Jinx pointed out, you seem tan. You seem like you've got a tan in Why here. does everyone keep saying I look more tan? <laughs> is this light? Like <laughs> Maybe you were just basking in the glow. I don't know what I it is. I guess. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you seem energetic. Oh, I, I hit like my third, I got my third wind. Like, also, pretty. I don't know if you've been checking the GoFundMe and if people are listening, if y'all are donating, uh, you're at 16,000, <sighs> over 16,000, almost 17. Damn. So keep, keep those donations coming. Uh, advantagekids.co slash donate. Um, I've lost like, it's dark now. No, 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 no. It, it had, like outside. No, no. It's dark outside and it makes me like, it reminds me that I'm making progress. Um, how are you, love? I'm great. Um, you are um, the editor-in-chief of Remescla. I am, yes. Um, how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been working at Remescla for six years. Okay. I didn't start there as editor-in-chief. Uh, I think my title when I started was city editor, which is a job that doesn't exist anymore. Damn. But also, Wait, I like, was were like you the, the old... Were you the last one and you just like deaded it? You're like, <laughs> I'll be the last city editor here. I think so, actually, yes. Damn, that's tight. Um, but I also was like one of two people on the editorial staff when I started. So uh, there really wasn't that many other people. That's awesome. We were tiny back then. Shout out Soli. Shout out Eric. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Charlotte Harper-Brown. Just yes. shouting out our parents. Um, Alex Covington is also here, um, and I guess she just got her braids done because I haven't seen them. <laughs> Finesse. <laughs> Finesse. Um, we could talk about um, the music industry. We could talk about media, um, but I would like to talk about um, building a home. Okay. Physically. Okay. In terms of the structures. Um, home improvement. So I told somebody else a, a few minutes ago that you wanted to talk about home improvement and they thought I meant the TV show. <laughs> oh yeah. Shout out Tim Allen, the legendary <laughs> I was racist. Like, yeah. We would love to talk about Tim Allen and, uh, what's the dude's name who tries to, who peeks over the fence? Oh, Wilson. Wilson. Shout out. Yes. Um, no, I'm shouting you, out you anyone mean, at this point. You mean actual home improvement. Yes. Um, a subject that we both know very little about. But we're, but I, I don't know if you've been listening I did. I listened to the first two hours. Okay. I've been talking about you a lot, but one of, I, did you hear me talk to Mary about I YouTube did. tutorials? <laughs> I did. I did. Um, I do feel like I could, they could make us great home. 100%. Owners. I will say that I know multiple people. I know somebody who built an entire outdoor kitchen. Say hi, the wave at Sam. Hi. <laughs> built a whole outdoor kitchen, uh, off of YouTube. Basically taught themselves how to do it on YouTube. Taught themselves Tobias? how to do stucco. No. Uh, uh, Mary. Mary Frances Wines, if you happen to be listening. <laughs> MF Dub. Uh, in the bridal party at Charlotte's wedding that we went to. Um, 
Anyway, yes, everything's possible on YouTube. You can learn how to do everything. YouTube is how I knew you could microwave eggs because our gas has been shut off I was in the apartment for two weeks. Can I say something? <laughs> I've, do, I've been doing a lot of shout outs, but I have one middle finger to give and it's to Con Ed. Are they the gas people? No, they're electric. So it would Who's be the, the na- National Grid. National Grid. It's not even National Grid's fault. It's so actually let's 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 give people some context. I had to so, take a, a cold shower this morning <laughs> in preparation t- for staying up for 24 hours and I threw my back out between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. and I blame you know how much I care about I, I think a hot shower cures all. Yes, I do know that. Guess what? I didn't get one. So here's here's what's been happening in our <laughs> apartment. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a new lane for me. We moved. Oh, oh shit, my bad. Oops. Sorry, boo. It's okay. I heard you. Had a little little mic accident. Um, we moved into a brand new building. So uh, when I went into contract on the condo, it was like under such construction that they showed it to me by iPhone flashlight. There was no electric in the building. Um, That's real. And what we're learning is that in new building developments, a lot of things go wrong in the first few months because the building is, um, I guess, settling or all of the construction defects start coming to light. John Searles told us that buildings have to settle. Yes. Um, And in our case, (laughs) our building uh, settled into some kind of gas leak that no one has been able to find. Oh yeah, has resulted in our gas being shut off for two weeks. So and been and something I didn't taking know. cold showers for two weeks. Something I didn't know is that the gas is connected to the water being warm. Yes, of course. So here's the thing: I don't want to have a fight on air. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but you say of course to things that I've never considered. Okay. Wait, when did this also happen about something else? Uh, well, like, you were like, oh, duh, like, why didn't you know that? And I was like, I just don't, I haven't thought about everything as much as you have, which is why you're the best. Which but, is why I'm the queen of home improvement. Yes, but also, <laughs> but like, gas isn't water. That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, is this like when you were trying to argue that fire was plasma. It is plasma. It's the fourth <laughs> element. <laughs> this is an extended debate. Okay. Oh, God. Um, so, I love building a home with you. Um, God, there's a lot of there's a lot of individuals out behind us. Um, yeah, I'm curious what's happened because in the time since I arrived, like seven people have, have shown up. Are they just hanging out or no, are you behind it. schedule? No, no, no. I'm... I'm, I was like, as much as I love you, <laughs> we might go 15 minutes uh-huh, to get us uh-huh, uh-huh. because that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to air out people, but it all started when, um, who was late and then messed up everything. Um, Coltrane was late, <laughs> which made Bamani go long, but Bamani going long was great. Cause he talked about his Louis bag, but then I couldn't shut up Jinx and Foster because we were talking about blacks and Jews. But I got to get back to 8 p.m. Got to get back on schedule. Um, But I do want to talk to you about um, Bad Bunny. Okay. Latino gang. Bad Bunny, baby. Um, How do you... Are you proud of him? I'm very proud of Bad Bunny. I was actually talking today to my music editor, Isabella. Shout out, Isabella. Shout out, Isabella. 
um, about how out of everyone right now uh, in the music space, Bad Bunny could get it the most could from Andrea Gomp. Could get it. <laughs> yes. Could get, could, get, we have, could get an album bought by you? Yeah. <laughs> we have an ongoing debate, Rem and I, could. about whether I would ever hook up with Drake. I say absolutely not and rem does not believe me well i know like after you leave here you're going to his show (laughs) (laughs) um and you know nothing against drake i just you know i'm just not feeling it like that i just don't i don't know i think he's so you like some you're more attracted to someone with an even worse haircut (laughs) (laughs) exactly well this is what came up is i think maybe i mean present company accepted maybe my taste is sus (laughs) damn i just walked into that (laughs) present present company accepted wow um, I uh, I was remembering that my favorite Backstreet Boy was AJ, so that really threw everything oh into question my God. about all of my romantic decisions, other than you, because you're perfect. Uh, um, but yes, so Bad Bunny, I'm proud of him. Shout he, out to Julianne, she wrote the she hell did. out of that. She wrote. If you guys haven't read the Fader cover of Bad Bunny, you should. He's great. Um, I'm excited. Look for at him. this one media company. Saying nice things about another media company. I love it. That's how things should be. And we got to support each other. Support each other. Um, Shout out Duncan. And, uh, and yeah, anyway, so Bad Bunny's great. Everybody, I can't wait for him to put an actual album out because right now he's but just- But should he? I, I think he should. Because I feel like he could go like three years of T-Pain. I think, I mean, that's kind of the new strategy right now, isn't it? Everybody's just like, why do I need to- But the stakes are so high for an album. Once you get a certain number of- streams you get like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar check right so yeah i'm pretty sure that's how it works is that how this is gonna happen with this podcast? um so <laughs> i think you just the strategy is just like why invest in an album and let me just get on a bunch of different features can i can um, i um but he's gonna make an album it's gonna be great and i'm excited what is i have two i have two more questions for you okay one you look amazing thank you um that's not a question i'm happy though. to answer any questions about how i achieved this look <laughs> good um my first question is if you had any advice for any young editors and chiefs in the making things that they wouldn't expect um knowing you and living with you i've learned that the role of an editor-in-chief is much more than being an editor yes what are some surprise some surprising aspects of being an editor-in-chief of a media company this may sound very obvious, but I think it surprised me that this job was not only going to be about editing. Uh-huh, because it's not in the description. <laughs> editing and managing people who edit. Um, like COO. I, th- I, th- I think I was surprised about, uh, I mean, it, sh- it sh- maybe it shouldn't have been surprising, but uh, there's a lot of imagining how content can live beyond just a written piece okay. um, and how you can kind of build... Um, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, series or properties or IP, um, you know, I'll make uh, an example, XXL, you know, they don't do their annual freshman issue. That's like a whole thing. Um, Keeping them alive. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's our 10. Anyway, I I just, I, when I first kind of stepped into this role, I didn't, I was, I, maybe I wasn't thinking big enough or I didn't realize how big you could think Uh um and that it could be more than just like hey this is a great story i want to do and it could be like hey this is a program i want to do multiple times a year um 
or a package yeah, a that package. you can make. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I guess surprised me. Um, did that answer your question? It did. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you said one of the things. So I assume that there was a second thing. Yeah. Well, Just I guess, make one up right now. I guess I don't have a, a huge frame of reference for Deadlines. being editor in chief other places. I've only been at one place. Nailed it. Um, but I, uh, I obviously wear a lot of hats there. I think we all do in a small company. So you said COO. There's a lot of operational stuff that happens um, that has nothing to do with writing and editing. But yeah. And then my second and final thing is like, are you like, um, are you, how do you feel about me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like right now in this very moment? Oh, no, 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 no. I had a better question. I had a better question. You are the, maybe the only person that might come on who has actually met Coach Wink. Yes. Oh my God. I have met Coach Wink. You've met him twice. Let me tell everybody about Coach Wink. Talk about Coach Wink. Talk about my dude. This man's amazing. Um, One of the things, so I met him, I guess the first time last year when we were in Atlanta around the holidays. Yeah. And then. my cousin Aaron's wedding. uh Uh-huh. So I've actually hung out with him three times now. Then again, when we were just in Atlanta for another wedding. And now oh, yeah, in New we York when we went to the three US times. Open and saw him. Um, so he is somebody who is so invested in the kids who come through this camp. And it was very evident to me within 10 minutes of talking to him. He was asking you, he was telling you about some other kid who was heading off to Dartmouth soon that he wanted you to connect with. He was referencing people who were at the camp even before your time. Um, he remembers everybody's names, which I cannot do. Um, but also, he's got that like their extended like relative Bill names. Clinton-esque yeah, memory. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I told him, you know, one or two things about myself when I met him almost a year ago. And then when I saw him last week, he remembered all of those things. It's incredible. It was very impressive. Um, but yeah, it's just very clear how invested he is in just uh, giving these kids a vision of what could be possible for them, opening their eyes to new opportunities and experiences. Um, letting He's like them a meet part their of heroes. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he talks to your mom on the phone fairly regularly. They just like, they just keep up. My, yeah. my little cousin Cole, who, you know, goes mm-hmm. to camp. They ask about, him. yep. They ask about all your cousins. They, they're just, you know, he, he's a, he does seem like family and he seems like he's, that kind of family for everybody who comes through the camp. Oh yeah. Which is really special. I feel special. Like I know I am special, but also, (laughs) but spoken like a true only child. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. I'm walking into traps like left and right. Um, but my favorite thing about coach wink is that the man has the voice of an angel. Like a singing voice or just a speaking voice? Singing voice. Whoa. Did not know. I've heard him sing at multiple weddings. Wow. I, um, <laughs> um, a, a man who I w- was one of my camp counselors, um, I was, I was in his wedding, um, and Wink, I think had to sing like his eyes on the sparrow and he crushed it, but the wedding like was like delayed 10 minutes. We had to keep singing it because the mother, the mother of the bride and groom were, I had to go find them because they were behind the church smoking Newports. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to sing it forever. And it's like one of my mom's favorite memories because my mom was like, damn, Wink might have to sing this shit forever. Just Wink singing the song for yeah. 17 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
That's beautiful. Well, everybody support Wink. Everyone support Coach everyone Wink. Everyone support this camp. As of, as of right now. I finally actually saw Rem play tennis, and I Ooh. can confirm. Talk He's to good. them. I can confirm. I was skeptical, but it's true. It's true what they say. I don't know why anything about me athletically uh, is skeptical, <laughs> but um, um, we are now at... Having seen all the trophies in your childhood bedroom, <laughs> I should have... I should have known what yeah. an athlete you'd be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know what a consolation trophy is, but <laughs> <laughs> they pass them out like fucking hotcakes. Um, I am at, not I, Advantage Kids is at $16,763 of 24000 We are getting there. We're getting there. And guess how many people have donated? Guess. 322. 378. Oh, wow. I wasn't that far off. A couple people who have asked to be anonymous have donated a thousand. I was about to say, shout out to the anonymous thousand dollar donor. If there's more it's than two. one, there's two now. Amazing. Well, Coltrane said on air he was going to donate a thousand, and, <laughs> and, and it hasn't come in yet. Yeah, and I and, I, and we know and, and we know him. it's not the anonymous one. So um, I'll tell you who it is off all. the air. Um, <laughs> um, love, um, thank you for um, coming. I'll tell my mom to listen to this episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we said anything very instructive about home improvement. Oh, so no, 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 we did. So the, the, the big thing about home improvement, guys, is just to, like, try. So <laughs> with that said, um, Andrea Gomp, thank you for um, letting me live with you. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be your landlady. Wow. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so real out there. <laughs> oh there's no there's no letting your foot off the gas even in hour 10 um i did write you on my schedule as bay i love that i appreciate that i love you it goes bamani jones train jinx and foster bay and the next up is is surprise guests but um as i end hour 10 going into hour 11 um i want to say again thank you to apple podcasts And for uh, caring about this podcast so much, Advantage Kids. And um, also, if you would like to donate, advantagekids.co slash donate. Um, and I'm excited for you to yeah, keep listening. We're, we're two-thirds of the way there. Fractions. Um, and 10 hours in. So we're, we're not two-thirds of the way there. but On raising money? Oh, I thought you meant hours. And no, I, no, I thought no. you were talking about me. No, no, no. On money. On money. And, you know, maybe if we hit the goal... He'll come home. <laughs> so do me a solid. Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him home. That's from Les Mis. Um, I'm glad we're together as a couple. Um, and see everyone in hour 11. Bye. See you, bye.